Welcome to episode 8, how are we at episode 8 already of the Football Show Pod? My name's Josh and uh, today we're talking to Ellis Platten, uh, the man behind the very excellent Away Days YouTube channel. He's a massive, massive shirt fanatic as well, definitely knows his stuff. Uh, and we talk about a certain Fiorentina shirt featuring a certain Mario uh, sponsor, which caused a bit of controversy on Twitter this week. Um, it turns out he bought it. Let's find out more. Ellis, talk, let's talk. Let's talk about away days. Um, anyone who's unfamiliar with away days, the channel. What was it all about? So essentially, Away Days is a video blog. This Away Days, the channel, obviously has a several things, but Away Days, the series on on the channel, the it's like a video blog, it's me showcasing my journey to football on the weekends, showcasing all levels of football from like non-league, Premier League, anything in England, going to European games as well, which are quite fun, and trying to showcase football from a fan's perspective because I always felt there wasn't enough coverage of fans. It was always just of the players and this. It became obviously football more and more is becoming a business and it feels like we're kind of losing a fight. We're fighting a losing battle there yeah. in that yeah. sense. But I felt like if I could still show that fans mean something, this we make this game. That was kind of my intention. Yeah. Yeah. And where, where did the idea come from? So I was watching a few channels and I noticed no one like obviously vlogs were very popular at the time. When I started, everyone was still like obsessed with like Alfie Days, Zoella. Um, and I noticed no one was doing them about football. Yeah. So then I started and it just picked up really quickly. Like it was, the growth was great. I've got like this audience. So it was like a really cult following to do with it. And it was, um, yeah, like that's where it, it really picked up. It was all all due to that. I just noticed that no one was doing it for football. Which was the first away day? Lowestoft Town FC in Suffolk. Who against? Ah, uh, Leamington FC. And there, <laughs> I remember because Lowestoft do a really nice, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to do a really nice chili. <laughs> and it's it's quite niche to find chili at a football ground. It is, yeah. And and what and what what year was it that you started? Um, what year was it? Uh, 2015 or 2015. 2014? Yeah, okay. One of them. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah, but the so it sounds quite it is quite long ago. But probably worth noting that I wasn't I didn't really take YouTube seriously until like maybe the last year. So it's kind of like, yeah. As you you'll probably be able to see that if you were like to see the channel growth and like you probably most likely heard of away days most likely from the late 2019 onwards i'd assume yeah, especially yeah. in the kit community anyway and in your experience what what is it that makes the, the perfect away day um good question atmosphere is like the main thing for me and if you go on an away end you're most likely going to find it i think atmosphere i think like having banter with your mates oh, i hate that word but like, having <laughs> a laugh having a laugh with your mates at football <clears throat> I think most of the time, and I know this is quite cliche, but it's more about the day than the result. Like, just it's just fun. Yeah. I think yeah. doing something, just this escapism of football, is just so great. Is it because obviously you only you've been to a Leeds, you've been to Leeds games. I was watching the um, the Leeds Barnsley game. Was it last season? Or was it the season before? It must have been last season. Must have yeah, been. last season. Yeah. Um, and obviously you're in the the home end. You went with the Leeds fan. I guess it must be difficult to get tickets for Leeds away games, but. Um, is it what is it like? I mean, I've been to I've been to games that I don't have a vest, vested interest in, and you can really enjoy it, and you can sort of kind of get something out of it that you don't when you're a fan. Yeah, but 
obviously you go to lots of games where you 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 know you don't really care who wins i'm guessing so how how is that kind of experience different and how is it you know what's the sort of appeal of that i guess i think it's because you get to be so much more light-hearted with it and you can have a laugh yeah. whereas like yeah. if i'm watching leeds and we can see i'm like fuming and imagine <laughs> trying to make that a video and i think <laughs> if i was to do that this season there's gonna be quite a lot of that because like if you i just find that if it's a game that i don't care about it also gives me good co- good scope to make content because if they're losing and I'm around fans that are losing and I'm this upbeat person and mm. everyone else around me is, is raging, it kind of can make for some comedic moments. Not that I'm going to take the mick with it. There's nothing I hate more than people that make videos at football grounds and like shove a camera in people's faces and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it, it just allows for some comedic relief like on the video and on the day as well. So is yours a kind of antithesis to things like the... Um... Uh, Arsenal fan TV and and that kind of it's obviously quite passionate and sometimes that spills over to aggression. Yours is is more kind of looking at the the sort of positives and the the, the great things about going to a football match. Yeah, exactly. So I I personally, from my personal taste, I don't enjoy watching content like that. I think everyone enjoys in the scope of like seeing a Twitter clip and they're like, oh, this fan's going mental. But for me, it's always like we should take the positives, like. Although, like, I won't lie, if Leeds lose, it does kind of affect my weekend, it affects my mood, but after about an hour or two, I'm kind of like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But whereas, like, you see these videos, these men are, like, having, like, near breakdowns every week, <laughs> and that, that can't be good for you, just, like, as a whole, surely. Yeah, absolutely. So you're um, a Norfolk lad, but you are a Leeds fan. How did that come about? So my mum's side of the family is from Yorkshire. Okay. And my dad's side, I've always been in Norfolk, but my dad supports Nottingham Forest and I wanted to support a team that was something to do with my family and I was stuck with Leeds. Started supporting in 2004. Okay. It's a fun okay. year to start. Yeah, crikey. That's, these are, I mean, the last couple of seasons have been the sort of anomalies really of for Leeds in terms of the last probably 15 years, haven't they? Because it's been a pretty much downward slide into nothingness. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been literally the season I started supporting it all started. I think it's one of them where the moment we got promoted, so Emil Smith-Rowe scored for Huddersfield against uh, West Brom. Yeah. Was it West Brom? It was West Brom, yeah. And I remember just sitting there and just being like, this doesn't feel real. Like, I imagine <laughs> that's the same feeling I'll get if we win the Euros or we win the World Cup. Because I'm, although I love it, Leeds um, also follow FC Porto. Like, if England ever won the world cup or euros i don't know how because i'm always been nation over club for me okay, okay. um so if that happened i don't know what i've, I've gone on a tangent sorry but, <laughs> like for, whereas for leeds it was surreal of england i think i'd just be emotionless i just don't know what i'd do <laughs> so which has been the uh the number one away day for you so far either porto benfica or the prague derby like sparta Prague versus slavia those what, are crazy. What, what the, the latter is is definitely one that kind of piques my interest. To describe what that was like. So uh, this season, I went to both of them. I went to the the home and the away for actually I don't know why I went to each fixture for yeah. that. And we first game was at Sparta's stadium, and they were throwing like teddies at loads of Slavia players because they'd left Sparta to join Slavia, and Sparta were having a really horrendous season. And then the second one was just even crazier like but it didn't sell out which is weird to me really? like slavia stadium seats like what 25 maybe max maybe even less um but it didn't sell out but that was just carnage like pyros and just like, pyro overload 
Whereas like Porto Benfica, there's loads of pyro, but like it's like makes sense when they were using it. But in the Prague derby, it's like let's just light one for the sake of it. Just chaos. But that was um, yeah, it, it was carnage. And weirdly, obviously Prague's great. You can get like four beers for four euros. So <laughs> and that that translates to the stadiums as well. Like it's not ridiculously overpriced in the stadiums either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that game was just carnage. Like I think yeah, Slavia equalised in the last second. So, or maybe they yeah, I think it was one one. This was. It's so long ago. The problem with this year is it's all such a blur. But that game, yeah. I remember being absolutely mental. And which um, which are the ones that are really kind of on your to-do list now, the, the big games that you really want to go to? I've always wanted to go to watch Boca at La Bombonera. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not after the stadium. Now the stadium's been revamped. It's kind of lost a bit of a, mm. a, bit of a, you know, a shine to it. Yeah. We went yeah. to... I did San Siro, the San Siro last season, which was great. Yeah. We got to meet, like, Lataro Martinez, got him to sign a shirt and everything. Oh, amazing. That was really cool. I think... In terms of big clubs, like, I want to do Fiorentina because, like, their kits were what got me into collecting kits. So yeah. I've got, like, yeah. too many Fiorentina things, like a 7-up jacket from them. I don't even know how much it's worth. Yeah. It's, like, carnage. But more, more just niche teams, I think. Like, I've done... I want to do Lyon, I want to do Marseille. Basically, like, you know, the hipster teams. I need to do Dortmund, haven't done Dortmund yet. Yeah. So, St. Pauli, I watched them against Hamburg. That was cool. But I haven't been to St. Pauli yet. Oh, you watched it in Hamburg? Yeah, when St. Pauli won 3-0, I think. Something ridiculous. Yeah. I've So, I've been to Boca, um, but I went to a, a testimonial for Martin Palermo, and it's about 2012. And... Um, it was the weirdest and most sort of terrifying slash exhilarating experience actually at a football match because uh, it was just about that time there was something had happened. I think David Cameron had made some kind of inflammatory comments about uh, the Falklands. And so British British people were very much kind of not popular in Argentina at the time. And um, so I, I was staying in a hostel and the hostel organised this sort of trip to, this, to the game. And... Um, they just said, just say you're Australian if, if anything happens. So I was like, okay, fine. Australian? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, did, I didn't get asked, fortunately, because uh, I would have struggled with him. But we had to queue for about three hours to get into the game. It looked like there was only about three turnstiles open for the whole stadium, and it was full. And three it was hours? Mid- yeah, it was the middle of summer. It was unbelievably hot. And then you got into the ground, and we were in the lower tier behind the goal. And um, it was like an oven. I mean, it was just insane. And at half time, um, the, the fire crew or firemen or whatever come onto the pitch behind the goal and open up these these kind of fire hydrant things and just spray the spray the crowd with their hoses. It was inc- and the <laughs> crowd go mental. They're all climbing up the fences and just going wild. And yeah, it was just it was this this was a testimonial. So yeah, I was going to say for a testimonial, what was the atmosphere like? Yeah, weird. I mean it was just totally meaningless game and their testimonials are quite odd as well because they have these I couldn't quite work out what was going on a lot of it was quite staged and there'd be somebody would suddenly come onto the pitch and the fans would sort of go mad for a bit and then they'd go off and then <laughs> there'd be this sort of game played at like walking pace I mean to be fair it was about 36 37 degrees so you couldn't really it, you know it was never going to be particularly energetic but yeah really really weird experience but um yeah I mean to go to a a, a, a proper game you know I great to see with a plate I guess but it was in, still intense and it was a it was a, a friendly so um yeah. yeah that sounds mental yeah definitely definitely yeah you could you should definitely go um how how difficult has it been the last you know however many months now that that football's been off off the or live football's been off the agenda how difficult has it been not going yeah I think it's definitely been difficult 
in terms of like just my like enjoyment like it's been a huge hole in my life not being able to go to football as it is with any football fan i think in terms of like a, in a content standpoint like obviously i'm very lucky that i'd began to do the shirt content before lockdown so yeah. it wasn't that weird of a progression for me to step into doing that more yeah i didn't expect it to take off quite as much as it did at the start of lockdown so it was like and that was weird so it's kind of i was in this weird state where like i had no football to go to so i was worried like in terms of obviously that i didn't get to go to football had no content to make but it was definitely eased by the the whole me going a bit mental for football shirts as i think a lot of people did it during lockdown no definitely so so talk to talk to us a bit about your kit videos and and what football shirts mean to you because you are very knowledgeable on the subject and a, and, a, and a collector of sorts as well is that right yeah, I'm, I'm a collector. I wouldn't. I would. I would argue that some people wouldn't say I'm knowledgeable. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's one of them where I think it's it's been amazing. Like in terms of the videos, like people love them. I've got like obviously many more eyes on football shirts, which is great from a young younger perspective. And it's been like I love collecting shirts. To be honest, my collection. I, this is going to sound like complete waffle because we've spoken about this shirt and the Fiorentina shirt, but. Your post about the Fiorentina Mario shirt, I think I saw a, an ad for it. You'd used it in like a Facebook ad, maybe in like 2019, like an image of that shirt. Yeah. That was the, that got me into collecting shirts. Okay. Which is why that's piqued me interest so much. I see, I see. So then the first shirt I really wanted was the Fiorentina Nintendo sponsored shirt. I've got yeah. that, finally. And then it sort of spiraled. I mean, I've got, I think I've got like a hundred odd shirts at the moment. Okay. But uh, for me, it was it's much more about quality over quantity. Like I, I only wanted to get shirts that I was going to wear. So that I think for me, I'm going to trim down my collection quite a lot and go into shirts that I really wanted more. Because yeah. it's got to the point now where I just buy anything I see, which is it's, <laughs> not it's not useful. Okay, so you don't you don't buy shirts and you don't put them in kind of lock them away or put them in a I don't know airtight container or something. Just in to... my per yeah, in my personal opinion, I don't really understand that. Yeah. I buy them to either hang up or wear. Like I, I get why people do that. Don't get me wrong, because it's to, it's an investment, isn't it? Like, to, if you'd have invested in football shirts in like 2002, you'd be yeah, absolutely yeah. incredible how much money you have now. Mm. But me, it's just I, I sort of see them as an investment. I think that's how I justify it to myself. But then the more I wear them, the more likely it is that they're not going to be an investment. Yeah. So it's like that's that's where it's horrible. So that's I think. It's, it's, it's always a catch-22 with shirts and it's always one of them ones where i found when i first started doing the videos because they went on the sport bible and stuff there were so many comments like oh he's got a liverpool shirt from 1996 there that's worth about 10 pounds i'm like it's not no <laughs> I, think, I don't think people realize the value of shirts no. which is why you're still able to pick up a few good ones on in charity shops and stuff but yeah maybe not yeah. so much anymore no definitely i mean i i, I would agree with that i am a a sort of believer in wearing shirts otherwise what's the point but however i do own uh, a 1991 i think it was 91 92 ipswich town third kit it was white and they wore it about three times and i found it brand new with tags and i've never what? worn it it's just look it's just shut in a box and i, do, I don't know what to do with it to be honest because i really want to wear it but i just can't bring myself to cut the tag out of it um yeah see that's what i've done the ones i get with tags i know like i've got the um the nigeria one when i'm like that went on sale like i've got yeah, one of them with yeah. tags and i tuck the tag in 
but then I'm like, this just feels so weird. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. So it's like maybe you can whack it out with Ipswich, get to the playoff final or something. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Good point. Yeah, but that's never going to happen either. So yeah, good, good <laughs> idea. Yeah, perfect. Um, uh, I saw actually saw your recent video where you're reviewing this year's away kits, Premier League away kits, and you made a really yeah. interesting point about that Wolves kit, which I actually quite like. That template has been used, you know, quite a lot by Adidas. I quite like it. It's a real sort yeah. of that kind of mid early mid nineties throwback. And you were saying that it's one of those shirts that in ten or fifteen years' time is going to be worth a fair bit. Do you think? Um, do you think people are now are looking at shirt releases and thinking, which is the kind of iconic, which is going to be the kind of cult classic in a few years' time? I think so. I think it's one of them ones where the the alternative to this is you're seeing a lot of kit suppliers try to make kits that are going to be classed as future classics as well. Yeah. And at that point, there's going to be an oversaturation, and you don't know which ones are going to be. Yeah. So, for example, uh, what's I'm trying to look on my wall right now. So I've got the the Roma one from last season, for example, the third kit, which is extremely rare. We we've spoke about this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yes, like yes. I've got that, and I don't know if Nike made that at the time in thinking that's going to be a classic. But but this season, like for example, what's it? Another example would be like the Puma Dortmund kits. Hmm. For me, they were angling for a kind of future classic look, and they've just fell so far off the mark. Hmm. that it's unreal yeah. so whereas like the japan, the japan shirt from this year is it going to be a future classic for me i definitely look into it i don't know if other people will as much i think maybe it would be my answer i think yeah. It's, yeah. it would be smart for people to like i think liverpool if you would have bought liverpool shirts from last season i think in 10 years people will look back fondly on the salamane Firmino shirts van dyke yeah, yeah. and how, how how kind of tied into the success or otherwise of a team do you think shirt has to be for it to kind of be elevated to that special status yeah either in my opinion it either has to be from the shirt either has to look amazing Mm. or it has to be part of like a a special season so or or for some reason like a club like for example fc porto their shirts have been made by new balance and warrior now for like six seven years but the portuguese people not to speak for every one of them but the ones that i speak to tell me that they're quite a materialistic country so they want them to be made by nike or adidas really as and you can see that by the fact that the adidas porto shirts regardless of the era they're from are always worth like 100 and like between 100 and 200 quid easy yeah because they want to wear the ones with that logo on it and i think it does it does come into play to be honest like older nike like the old nike psg shirts from like the 90s are valuable and i don't know would they be as valuable with a different sponsor on it no. sponsor sorry brand supplier probably not. i don't know yeah probably so not. We're, it's an interesting one it is definitely what were you talking earlier about um fiorentina being one of those clubs a ground that you want to visit because you've got a few of their shirts um are the, what, what are those what are the clubs for you that you've sort of got a soft spot for or, or um you know a secret kind of admiration for because of their shirts in terms of their shirts, like I think PSG have some amazing ones. Like they're just basically a fashion brand at this point as well. Mm. I think I love to see. I love clubs that will consistently do different things. Like Coventry, for some reason, always have amazing shirts. We do, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Um, I think loads of people like Ajax's kits, but for me, not not overly keen on them. I like Besiktas always have some really cool kits as well. That kind of go under the radar. And yeah. I love, like, in terms of national teams, Cameroon tend to have some really nice kits, in my opinion. Mm. Um, Club America, obviously, 
have some great kits. Yeah. So what are the who UNAM? What is what club actually is that? People are going to hate me for that. Oh, so the Pumas. I can't remember the full name. Yeah, uh, but then that that badge always looks great on a kit, yeah, doesn't it? It does. So it's. Um, but yeah, I think Fiorentina for some reason though. What I don't know. I just like the color purple, but they're the ones where I have like they're my favorites by far. And yeah. I definitely want to pick up the white one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. From you know which year I'm on about. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think with Fiorentina, as you say, the the colors are so kind of different. It's, it's, I can't think of too many other clubs with with purple shirts and also i think for a lot of people um you know the people remember the the kind of syria being broadcasting on a you know onto the uh, through chat and channel four and so they kind of grew up with with watching syria and then you and you see this incredible kit and they had a, such a great team as well yeah There's loads of kind of factors to go into making fiorentina a bit special the, the badge is lovely they've had brilliant sponsors um yeah you just think about bastion with his collar collar up and the top button done up and he just you know, obviously handsome bastard as well so it just looks great doesn't it <laughs> um what what are the what are your what are your top five shirts if you have to pick five of your finest shirts ever five that you could own now what which would they be in a one would be the soviet union yeah 90 you know which one the famous that. Soviet Union one yeah. second would be Mexico 98 I think great shirt third probably England Italia 93rd yeah that's yeah the blue one fourth fourth I mean obviously the Fiorentina white Nintendo sponsor what is it 97 98 that long yeah. but I, yeah I'm I'm a sucker for shirts in long sleeve yeah, so it's same, like same. I need for some reason long sleeve just does it makes it so much better for me hmm. and then the, the, there's so many nice shirts potentially maybe the porto kappa dragon one because i've got the home of that one in long sleeve so you know the the 97 98 away with the orange yeah 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 that's a cracker shirt good very good choices you've obviously thought about that many times um favorite Leeds united shirt oh mm. well it's hard for me because i'm not from the right era in that sense but i i really like the 93 94 home but not with top man on it with the yorkshire evening post sponsor yeah yeah very nice shirt that was a that was a good era actually for shirts for Leeds in the 90s there's some really yeah. really nice shirts um from the umbro and then you then moved to admiral um, yeah and then As- is it asics after that yeah the asics training wear is so nice it's so hard yeah. to come by but the asics Leeds training wear is just incredible asics made some superb kits i thought their kits for blackburn were great yeah, always like real kind of classic cut and cut colours. It was they were never kind of too out there, but they just did a nice job with with the shirts they made, didn't they? Yeah. Just on the those kind of manufacturers that have sort of been and gone, or or not necessarily gone, but you know, not kind of making shirts as they were. Are there any that sort of you've got a hankering for a return? We were talking to Neil Hurd a while back, and we were talking about Feeler. Um, we've always thought about Feeler because of their kind of association with Fiorentina. They did point out the fact that they're actually. Other than that, they didn't make, they didn't do much. They made a crappy West Ham shirt. But are there any of those brands that you'd love to see back? We we posted a picture on um, Twitter earlier this week of the of uh, Champion Palmer. That's shirt. my answer. You you. Oh sorry. You swept, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how many kits did Champion make? Was it only Palmer, or did I, they do more? I don't know. I'm not sure. It must have been more, surely. It just looks great down the sleeves. It does. It, it looks so good. Yeah, particularly on that white one. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. Looks amazing. Yeah. 
Ellis, obviously there was uh, a certain football shirt that went up for sale on coldkits.com uh, recently, um, which I think you were the, uh, the, the successful purchaser. Um, this is the Fiorentina shirt with the Mario sponsor. Lots of interest in it. Also lots of controversy on social media afterwards because you bought the shirt and lots of people had tried to. Can we just clear this up now once and for all for anyone listening? Uh, just talk us through the process you you bought it fair and square there's no controversy there was no special deal uh is that am i right or am i wrong well yeah i mean it's one of those things where whenever i do something because i i guess with the videos they're very prominent people like to accuse me of everything under the sun like like i get accused of like my videos being fake and whatever which is just really weird yeah but for this one i actually luckily was making a video on it i think i I tweeted out like in March that the shirt happened to be my Holy Grail shirt. And I was like, sadly, it'll never come on sale again. And then I saw you guys are putting it on sale. And I was like, well, I'll make a video of me trying to get it. The chances are I won't. So then I was like, then I saw you guys were dropping at 8 p.m., which gave everyone the equal chance to get it. And like it made it. But then luckily I have my girlfriend who had a. um, So the strategy was we would both go on. And then we'd just try and do it like that. We didn't think we'd get a chance to win it. Um, but then luckily Jodie was on her phone, which then meant she could auto fill in her address and auto pay with Apple Pay, which meant she could touch pay quickly. Okay. So that was how she managed to get in and get it. And yeah, obviously I understand people are going to be a bit skeptical all the time, but I saw some tweets that were like, cult kits will gain followers from this. I'm like, they've got more followers than me, like on Twitter. <laughs> like what, what are they gaining from this? Either way, to you as a business not to answer for you yeah but you're you're making the sale either way it makes absolutely no difference to you yeah um and for me like i'm i'm honestly buzzing to buy it maybe maybe my bank isn't but like <laughs> there, there was yeah there's never a point of foul play you guys wouldn't like i don't get that offered to me like not that i should either like i've never had a company reach out to me and go oh or we pretend to, we'll pretend to put this up and we'll sell it to you like well, no one gains anything from that yeah like definitely. Yeah. And we and we obviously published the fact that we were selling at eight o'clock on, on Instagram and Twitter as well. So it wasn't as if we'd kind of slipped you a, a secret message to say the shirt would be live at eight o'clock either. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those things where everyone knew everyone had the same chance to get it. Potentially, we were just, I was refreshing the website from quarter to eight just for some context, just in case there was a slip up and it got put up early. Yeah. I think it ended up going up at like maybe like 11 past eight or something. Yeah. Because there was a few. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think maybe the website crashing actually helped me because a few people were like, oh, it must be gone. I think I was resound to it being gone already. Yeah. But then I I remember I was about to go up, go to the toilet and Jody went, it's on. And I (laughs) ran back downstairs. I was like, get it. Excellent. Um, Excellent. And yeah, luckily we managed to get it because genuinely it is the shirt I've always wanted. I know it sounds like a lie when you suddenly get it, but yeah. that's not like yeah, that is it's like my dream shirt. So yeah, special. I'm shirt. happy to. Yeah. So what 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 are you actually going to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I daren't wear it because no one else spill a cup of tea on it. Yeah. But I was tempted to frame it, but then to frame it you kind of have to pin it. Yeah. It'll it'll definitely hang on my wall. Yeah. I, I've also. I don't know if you guys know this, but there was so there was two other people that you said, the the other two people that missed out on it who bought it at the same time as me reached out to me. Okay. And I and I've agreed to if I ever do sell it, I'll sell it at the price I bought it at oh, to excellent. one of them. Excellent. Because, excellent. yeah, and I also I also think you guys deserve credit in regards to how the price you listed it for because I do feel like you could have listed it for more if you wanted to. Yeah. That's why I yeah that's why I didn't choose to use my ten percent 
newsletter discount code on it because I thought the price was fair anyway. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a, it was a really tricky one to price because always you know it's a hell of a lot of money obviously for a football shirt, but it is so incredibly rare and it's such a great looking shirt as well. It's um, yeah, really difficult one to price, but um, congratulations. It's uh, it is it's one of those shirts that well we think there are only about three hundred in existence, so it is uh, a very very special shirt. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, your away days is going to start again soon. What's what's the kind of agenda? What's on your itinerary? So, it's it's a weird one, obviously, this season. But it's to... This season, obviously, now I'm taking it on full-time. The, the itinerary is to do as many games as possible. I'm looking to do somewhere between 60 and 80 videos this season. Oh, wow. Which is crazy, considering I usually do, like, 30. And it's... But it's less about the games I'm going to, but it's making sure the content is so much more polished. Because okay. before, it was so... I didn't, it, it was enjoyable, but as a viewer, I, ha- I had to take a step back during lockdown and look at the videos and think, there's no backing music. There's nothing that makes any of this flow. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's hard because the way my videos work, you've seen them as like, it takes five or six minutes to get to the game. But that content is so drab. But that, So that needs to be made better. It needs to be made smoother. And so the itinerary of the season is do as many games as possible, but yeah. whilst yeah. making sure the content is as polished as possible too. Yeah, okay. Okay, so which which games first up? I'm going to watch Sporting Calcer FC tomorrow, which is obviously a a new team to me. They play in Midlands Football League. Okay. Which okay. is, I thought I'd do a, a one that no one's ever heard of. Well, obviously people around the area would have, but I like there was the option to do hashtag United, but for the first game of the season, I felt maybe it was best to avoid them because they'll get more coverage anyway. Yeah. Okay, so uh, how do you find out about this team? I, I, I googled which leagues were playing because I, I never want to do games that aren't league football. Yeah. And I, I just sort of went up and down them and I thought they had the coolest name. Yeah, yeah, well, that's reason- yeah, that sounds like a sensible basis for, for going to see them. Um, yeah. what, what sort of round trip are, we, are you looking at for this, for this one? It's uh, 250 mile, which isn't, which isn't actually that bad. Not too bad. I guess that's all right, yeah. Yeah, okay, so 80 games a season, that's... What a couple of games a week at least? Yeah, well, I'm, that, that's probably way off the mark. <laughs> well, so that, let's say, well, I mean, 46 game weeks would be 92 if you did two a week. Yeah. Maybe we'll look for around 60. Let's 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 be more reasonable. Around 60, okay. And so, how long how long does each video take to make? Obviously, the the, the filming on the journey there and the game. But in terms of the edit, how long does it take you to put it together? So previously, I would rush it and take about two hours. But now, I want to take like upward to 10 hours yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm putting in hours of work before we even go to the game yeah because yeah. that way it will give me it just makes everything much more polished like there was there was so much that needed revamping that i was just sort of in this in this routine of just like kind of just doing it for the sake of it at some points yeah whereas yeah. now like over lockdown i feel like i've managed to kind of reignite my like love for doing it if that makes yeah. sense yeah definitely yeah, I think probably you're probably similar to a lot of football fans, myself included, where you've kind of taken football perhaps for granted slightly and now you've yeah. had that kind of time to reflect a bit and you realise what a big part of your life it plays, really. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Will you be at Ellen Road at all the coming season, do you think, if possible? I mean, I don't know how easy tickets are going to be to get. It was a struggle in the championship. Yeah. So it was kind of, I've always kind of had this thing where I will stop doing away days when I have like a son, which is like not till I'm like 30. So that's, there's no worries about that. <laughs> I'll stop doing it and get a season ticket at Ellen Road 
But the problem is, now we're in the Premier League, I don't think I'm ever getting a season ticket. Yeah. Well, and what what kind of uh, what, what's the ambition for Leeds this season? Do you think is it just staying up, or uh, or or, or are they, you kind of thinking of perhaps slightly more aspirational? Uh... No, we need to we need to stay up. Like we we struggled for depth last season. Like we our best player from last season, if you ignore Calvin Phillips and Pablo Hernandez, was by far Ben White. Yeah, we lost him. Yeah, and yeah. even last season we needed depth at centre half. We don't. We have two starting centre halves in the squad at the moment. We've got Pascal Strike, who can maybe play there. Last season, we played Dallas at left-back, who's a right midfielder. We haven't improved that position. Barry Douglas is now a year older. I think we're in we're in danger, I think, which isn't something Leeds fans want to admit. But luckily, we have Bielsa, I guess. Well, you're going to play decent football, so it's going to be good fun, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Ellis, thanks so much for your time. That was really, really interesting to talk to you and catch up. And I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, well, many more games this season, hopefully, as soon as you can kind of go back to the to uh to professional football as well that would be that would be superb um so yeah. we'll keep an eye out on that and um thanks so much for your time yeah great great speaking